Hello everyone, I'm Mark Saxford and I want to welcome you all to my new podcast called People Behind Brands, brought to you by Making Websites Better. Throughout the series, I'll be opening up my little black book of contacts where I'll be joined by an inspirational guest from the world of business, getting to the bottom of what made them so successful. In each episode, I'll be touching upon the highs and the lows that every professional has faced along the way. To never miss an episode, subscribe to our exclusive content now and follow us on our social media platforms. People Behind Brands. Life lessons from the world of business. From humble beginnings to working in the big city, our next guest has seen it all with plenty of life lessons to share. As a former investment banking consultant turned SEO and digital content strategist, life in business has been one big adventure for Neil Chef. With a young family and founding Bubbly Digital, and rightfully, Neil is constantly spinning plates, thriving on change and always seeking the next challenge. But finding that balance between businessman and family man has arguably been Neil's biggest challenge of them all. So let's find out what's bubbly under the surface. Show Neil, it's great to have you on. How are you doing today, my friend? Yeah, good, Mark. Looking forward to this chat. Good, excellent. So uh, Making Websites Better, the sponsor of this podcast, are proud to partner with Neil's agency, Bubbly Digital. During our partnership, we've also built Bubbly's website in addition to Neil's new business venture, Rightfully. At Bubbly, Neil leads his digital marketing team as they corner the market with SEO, in addition to Rightfully, who offer high-quality content on demand for a wide range of businesses in diverse industries. As a former investment banking consultant turned SEO consultant and digital content strategist, Neil has seen so much in the world of business and has plenty of life lessons to share with you, the listeners. So first question, Neil. I'd just like to start with your early career. So before setting up Bubbly, you were a consultant within investment banking in the big city. So why the big change? Yeah, so I was a project manager for about 10 years across uh, a number of investment banks. And in 2009, launched my very first website. And uh, honestly, I was hooked. I mean, I lost a ton of money back then because I knew nothing about it. But I was hooked to marketing, content marketing, SEO, and you know ever since i've been launching websites after websites and i learned i guess i built an intuition um for what it takes to grow traffic to a site and make sales and you know uh realized i didn't enjoy my job as much and wanted to follow my passion and that's where bubbly really started as an seo agent so let's talk about more about that change as we know you are today so with bubbly and rightfully let's talk about more uh, of that with with the companies that you founded with obviously great success yeah so um started bubbly digital in um in 2017 just before that i started a blog actually yourbrandfound.com and i was blogging about seo and marketing and i think that's important if anyone's like you know, in business to put your thoughts on paper and let everyone see it. And I started that and then I launched the um, launch Bubbly Digital. We had a different name back then. <laughs> um, and uh, we just began working with like smaller local businesses. And I was working from, you know, my bedroom. And over time, we we started to take on more clients, which was great because now I could actually start to pay my bills. And then um, hired my first person, who's still with us today, Sveta. Uh, I rely on her heavily. And um, 
you know, we moved into an office, hired another person, hired an intern, uh, which was actually a mistake because I didn't have the time to train them. So I learned from that mistake and then began to hire kind of more senior people and then we could hire more junior people. So, yeah, we, you know, over the last four or five years, we've grown. And then, you know, COVID, I think every business has taken a hit. So um, out of COVID, we, um, we, we stumbled upon the opportunity of rightfully, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on, but mm. yeah. Yeah. So would you say that both your companies complement each other quite well? I mean, especially with content writing being such an important factor when ranking on search engines and, you know, general SEO best practices. Yeah. I mean, look, the rightfully, um, so rightfully is a copywriting on demand, as you said, service, you could either order on an ad hoc basis or on a monthly subscription, but actually, and someone said this to me yesterday, uh, when I explained it to him, he's a friend of mine and said, yeah, we launched rightfully. He goes, but isn't that what you're doing for bubbly anyway? And, <laughs> And he's spot on. Yeah. It's exactly what we're doing for Bubbly. We, we're doing no different. In fact, I think, I think what we're doing with Rightfully in terms of content creation is more specialised and is smarter just because we've now got that focus. Yeah. Technically, we've been creating content for the last four or five years. Um, the, and so, you know, when you're, when you're running an SEO campaign, when you're trying to build your brand organically, content, content, content is like the cornerstone and it is really where the value is because mm. whether you grow your brand organically or not, actually you need content anyway to, to, to have that engagement, to have that conversions, to drive those conversions, to, to actually have something worthy of promoting. So, you know, that's been our bread and butter as part of Bubbly, but we realized there was a particular client that didn't want the entire retainer, um, but what they really valued. And uh, we had a client say this to us actually, before we even had the ideas say, they said, guys, we don't need all of this. We just want your content because we really love it. And we just want, and so we had that, we had that conversation a few too many times for us to almost, you know, it, it, it just became obvious to us that we needed to draw out the content creation and spin that product out. And actually what's happened on the back of that is a load of innovation we're going ah, we could do this for our clients. We could change the content or we could use this technology with the content to be able to do this. And we couldn't do that before because we had content merged with an SEO campaign, which is quite complex. Mm. Whereas now we're looking at it with the clear, we've got one person leading it, fully focused on it. Then we're moving our team to it, the copywriting team. So now we've got a real focus and energy behind it, which makes a massive difference. Yeah, so it's obviously been a, a difficult 18 months or so for UK business with so much upheaval in terms of Brexit and all, obviously more recently COVID. So how would you say Bubbly have overcome that period? Yeah, so it was pretty hard. We we lost a bunch of clients within within four to eight weeks. We were just losing, like there was a week I remember where we lost five or six in one week and it was just dropping, you know, they were dropping like flies and you can't really do much. You just have to be empathetic. Um mm. You know, I didn't even try and force them uh, as an agency owner or a business. If you lose a recurring client, you are, you know, you're, you're looking at ways of keeping them right. Yeah. And at that stage, I think I, I, I don't think I would have felt good trying to even try because, you know, everyone's taken a hit. Revenue is mm. down. People need to kind of pay the bills. Right. So it, it, it went from like disaster moment to actually like laughter moment where, it was like, you know, we can't really do much. Everyone's in the same boat. Um, you know, we just need to get through this. So what we 
what we decided was, hey, let's spend more time on training. Let's spend more time on the team. Um, what could we do from a strategic point of view? And um, out of that, actually, we launched a training program, an SEO, a six-week SEO training program called the Influential Brand Accelerator, which, uh, which took a ton of time to create. But now we've got that, which is awesome. Mm. Um, and we use that internally for our team whenever we're hiring. So would we have done that if COVID uh, hadn't come? No. Um, and then the second thing is, as a, you know, that was mid last year, 2020, the training program, I would say we finished it in August. And then October come November, we decided to launch Rightfully, which was our next strategic move. Um, so the, you know, whilst the pandemic's been awful for everyone, um, there's two big changes that I don't think would have happened for us as quickly i think rightfully would have happened but not as quickly as um as it uh, you know it may have taken years for it to come because we would have been doing our day job whereas actually we had the time to think and focus so yeah two big things have come out you know um talk about silver lining and all of that yeah i suppose it's uh it's sort of how you use that sort of time i suppose and it sounds like you've used that time well and obviously creating uh, rightfully which is also good as well so but i mean for you for you personally how much of an impact did the global pandemic have on you stuck at home and, you know, your family and all that sort of stuff? What was it like being at home? Yeah, great question. So we we had a kid, actually, um, our second child uh, in December 2020. So, um, you know, I think March to the end of the year, we were pretty much... Um, kind of managing pregnancy. And my wife, you know, unfortunately had a rough rough pregnancy and it's no easier now trying to manage two kids but um you know that that definitely brought some challenges across um i think also you know obviously revenue being largely down that doesn't play to your mindset that well but as soon mm. as as soon as you find something to focus on i find you know that just goes away and then you know you just get used to uh, these moments in business um otherwise you know working from home full time is tough especially if you're not used to it and you've got kids running around so i found that a real challenge but to an extent i also enjoyed it because i wouldn't have had like that time with sienna um you know if i'd been in our office so and then also with um ari now that you know he's seven months old, i've spent a good seven months every single day uh, with him so there's there's been negatives and positives I think um, yeah it's it's not been easy but when you can get on the phone when you can have zoom calls and you can kind of carry on with business without without like you know it's been really surprising to see the team just just get on with it and actually be more efficient so we're moving to we've moved to a remote working um, strategy and honestly it's the best thing um, we will meet in person, but, you know, and that's something I'm missing for sure. But we, we've all kind of uh, adapted pretty well, I think. So, so the aim of this podcast is to delve deeper into some of the more testing times and setbacks that have come along in life. What would you say have been some of the challenges that you've had to overcome in your personal life that will sort of always stay with you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was uh, in an uh, actually interviewed for a Forbes piece um, a couple of weeks ago where 
it was about mental resilience and it was it was about Richard Branson so the fact that I got a piece with him Richard you know next to Richard Branson um felt pretty good but the actual yeah. piece was about mental resilience and you know um how it, how tough it's been for every business and every person out there during the pandemic and one of the questions uh, that she asked was um where does your mental resilience come from and I do think I've I, I do think my mental resilience has got stronger after running a business for five years. It's not, it's not been easy, but I didn't, I, I don't think I went in there um, weak. You know, I've always been pretty strong mentally. And I think that just comes from, um, you know, having very little when growing up um, in the article, I talked about uh, having to borrow a neighbors, not even borrow um, a neighbor giving, me their trainers when I was a kid because we didn't have enough money and uh, it's crazy to think right now about that life but you know I'm also very grateful about that because it taught me about working from the age of 15 mm. thinking about money bribing my parents for money from the age of 10 and that's because I realized the importance of money because I saw them having very little yeah and I think and so that's that that's you know that's why I guess I am you know uh, the way I am is because of those testing times that I want to make sure my family um, don't go through so I, I would say if there's something that uh, I constantly remember it's that it's that upbringing but I think um, I don't look at it in, in a negative or a sad way it's it's part and parcel of me and actually I wouldn't have it any different because I mm. you know um I know a lot of my thinking comes from there. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, your your experiences with family, uh, you know, how you've been brought up, obviously play a part in who you are today. So, you know, you, you sound like more of a family man than you are a businessman first and foremost. But, you know, family has been the forefront for many people. But spending time with them more, you know, for, for better or worse during lockdown. But, you know, just sort of talk to us about your support network and how many important people in your life have, have an effect on you. Yeah, um, so... Uh, so, you know, we've got uh, my wife, two kids, uh, immediate, and then immediate family is my, um, my, my family and then my wife's family. And that's really a kind of core support network. And with two kids, it's been really tough. So having family close by who can help and jump in um, and, and actually just support us is, is amazing. I wouldn't, ha honestly, I wouldn't have been able to keep the business going had we not had that support just you know my wife's um had a tough pregnancy so that's something you know that's uh, that that she's need a lot of support for so mm. you know i do think family and business go together if you can if if you feel calm and settled on one side it helps you on the other side and vice versa yeah so how, how do you feel like obviously because you're a dad and all that sort of stuff and you're, you know a business owner too so how do you sort of juggle you know, being, being the two roles? It's hard to be honest. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure I do it well to be totally frank, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, are you a dad? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not that I know of anyway, Neil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who knows on the back of this podcast, <laughs> you might get, you might get some messages, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, uh, the way I see it is, you know, I've got my nine to five, which is more like an 8.30 to seven. Um, and then during the day, I'm sometimes taking Sienna for a walk or taking her to the park 
or giving her a shower. So I'm, you know, trying to help out as much as possible during the day, but it is, you know, trying to juggle every, everything is tough. Um, I think, I think most importantly, and this is where it becomes really tough is, is switching off from business and giving your, your family the full focus. And I think that's easier when you're working from an office and it's a lot harder when you're working from home mm. uh, because actually everything just merges together. Yeah. And we've uh, uh, a large portion of our clients are in the US. So often I'm having to do calls in the evening for the US time. And then I'm having to work out when when's bedtime for the kids or when story time and, uh, and when I can when I can and cannot do so. Juggling all of that is uh, is definitely hard, but having a understanding wife um, can help, mm. uh, and and just making sure that there are you know in in business uh, for those listening to this, there are going to be times when you might lose a big client, or there's going to be times when um, you know things aren't going to plan. But what you need to do, and this is why I constantly remind myself, is look at the bigger picture. Look yeah. at what you've what you've um, achieved, and and how far you've come, and you know with that mindset, it kind of helps to settle me, and uh, focus on um, what I have and my family, and make sure that we you know we have good times. But you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and preach and say yeah I'm perfect at it because often I'll be on the weekends trying to play with my kids. Um, and my mind is elsewhere because I'm thinking mm-hmm. about that client email or I'm thinking about that sale that I need to work on. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something I need to work on. But um, and I think how, building a team and, and sharing responsibility is a part of achieving that. And I'm working through that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when you're when you're not busy being, you know, the, the, the dad or, you know, consulting or overseeing your business empire, how do you like to unwind or what are your interests away from the pressures of everyday life? So big football fan. So Euros was right up my street. That was, I, I live for, I literally live for football. I used to play a lot until I realized I got injured all the time and I don't really hold back. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've, I stopped playing football though. I'm trying to try and get back into it. So that's like my passion is, is any sports you put me in any type of competition sports competition that's it i love it yeah um, i go to the gym don't really love going to the gym but i'll i'll do it because i know i need to do it um uh but that's you know that it, what i do like about going to the gym is i can listen to a podcast about entrepreneurship or business or you know maybe this one yeah um, so um you know and and that's the part i do love about going to the gym but yeah along those lines and i'm a, i'm a big I'm a big Netflix prime, you know, anything series, movie, I'm watching Lupin right now. So that's kind of how I chill out and uh, zone out is, mm-hmm. is through those um, areas and just, you know, friends and, and, and having fun. So, which, which has been um, difficult for yeah. the last year and a bit, but um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I relax. So nothing too complicated and travel actually travel is a big one, but yeah, at the moment, I'm trying to force my wife to do a staycation. Um, so we'll see if that works. Yeah, yeah. So you, you obviously mentioned football there, and you know the the Euros was obviously sort well, sort of disappointing in the end with the final. But obviously, we did quite well. But in terms of your your team, who do you support? 
Yeah, so I'm looking at your background here. Um, <laughs> so who who is that? Is that it's, it's Ipswich Town, unfortunately? Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was um, yeah a, a different team. It's it's a very oh. old it's a very old shirt. It's uh, when we was in the playoffs. Um, so I've got it framed. Um, but yeah, so that was that's probably the only bit of success that I've <laughs> only bit of success that I've actually enjoyed in the last what twenty years, I suppose. But um, but yeah, so so who's your team then? Yeah, so Man United. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So a lot more success than what I've experienced, well, anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, not not a huge success recently, but I would say finishing second in the league uh, ahead of Liverpool and actually with a with pretty good performances is is a pretty good season. So I'm looking forward to the next season, but I think it's going to be um, quite tough unless we get yeah. some signings. Um, so I'd like to ask all our guests this, uh, what would be the one life lesson you could give to your younger self or someone listening that can learn from your experiences? Mm. Um, I would say... Um, be open to failing and um, and just trying you know so in in 2009 I lost 20,000 pounds I wouldn't recommend that but I would say <laughs> I, you know I built a website which wasn't with making websites better because I didn't know you guys then yeah um, but I built a website and I had knew nothing about marketing and at the time it was depressing right losing that type of money that kind of money um, was was depressing and uh, you know real downer. But had I not gone through that experience, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. So what I would say is, look, don't don't go and waste twenty grand. But yeah, if you've got savings, if you're if you have an income, actually, here's something that's really interesting. I invest and try new things even though today I don't have a guaranteed income, right? Because we could lose all of our clients tomorrow. Touch yeah. um, but I invest a ton more. So I'll try new things. I'll see a training and then I'll buy it or, um, or I'll try some ads and then I'll, you know, put a thousand pounds or 2000 pounds or, I'll, you know, just pay, pay, pay 10 grand, you know, a plus um, for, for a piece of software or a website. And what's interesting is when I, when I actually had a job, and I was in banking and I had an income. I did none of that. Yes, I did some training. Yes, I did. Yes, I was launching websites, but I wasn't actually, let's say, um, paying for a coach or paying for some um, software or, or launching a new business and actually spending on that business, right? Even even Bubbly, when, when we launched that just before I left work, I could have actually run some ads to it because I had an income. I had a guaranteed income. Um, but right now I'm investing a ton more. And I think actually back then, what I should have maybe done is gone, look, Neil, you're earning X amount. Why don't you take a percentage outside and use this as test budget to launch your own business? So if you, if you have the luxury of that situation, I would say do it because it speeds everything up. It, you really start to learn. And what I found is now I'm just spending when I see the value in it. And as long as I can measure the risk, if it doesn't work and I can live with that, then I'll just spend, right? And what that enables me to do is it enables me to move fast and try new things and not overthink it. And I think that's very important. So for all those listening, you know, be open to change um, and try new things.
Mm, yeah, I completely agree. So listen, Neil, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your experiences, uh, you know, with, with family and business, showing back your football team. But, you know, before <laughs> before we wrap up, uh, perhaps you might like to tell our listeners where they can find Bubbly and rightfully and how they can get in contact. Yeah, cheers, Mark. Um, really enjoy this. So Bubbly, you can find that at Bubbly, B-U-B-B-L-I, digital.com. That's, uh, we're an SEO agency. We run SEO campaigns. And rightfully is rightful.ly, that's W-R-I-T-E-F-U-L dot L-Y, rightfully. And as you mentioned, we are a copywriting service, um, either ad hoc or on a subscription basis. And we can take care of all of your content needs um, as, as much or as little as you want. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Great, no worries. Thanks, Neil. Um, so yeah, please go and uh, check out Bubbly and Rightfully. Uh, but join us next time for a brand new episode every Wednesday. Please make sure you give our previous episode to listen wherever you get your podcast from, available on all good audio platforms. If you know anyone would like to share their life lessons from the world of business, you can email me directly, mark.t at makingwebsitesbetter.com or DM me on social media at podcastpbb. All that's left to say is, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Neil Sheff. So that's it for this episode of People Behind Brands. I'd love to hear from you all, so if you want to get in touch, follow us on our social media platforms. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to our exclusive content now. Join us next time for a brand new guest on the podcast as we explore yet more life lessons from the world of business. We'll see you soon. Ta-da!